On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Friday, December the 10th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, uh, Jimmy Murphy momentarily ready to break down the Friday NHL card. A little bit bigger card for a Friday. Seven games on tap tonight uh, in NHL action. Looking forward to bringing uh, them to you, including another renewal of the Ovechkin-Crosby-Pittsburgh-Washington rivalry, which is an ESPN Plus uh, exclusive game. So make sure... Uh, you're aware of that tonight. So looking forward to breaking that down. Before we get to tonight's card, look back at last night in rapid-fire fashion. Tampa Bay 5-3 over Toronto. Last night, two, both teams missing some key personnel. The Lightning, though, uh, finding a way. Very sloppy game from the Leafs. Turnovers, really, which have been... Uh, they've done a good job cleaning those up, not turning the puck over in bad areas. That bit them big time last night against the Lightning. A lot of their goals were off Leaf turnovers and Tampa Bay gets the 5-3 win. Uh, Alex and I both liked the over in that game, so uh, that was a good result there. Uh, we saw it Chicago, 2-0 shutout over Montreal. Props to Jimmy. Not only said Chicago would win, I like Chicago, Alex did as well, yeah. uh, but also saying that Marc-Andre Fleury back home in his home province would get the shutout, and that the final score would be 2-0. One of those times we should have <laughs> said maybe bet that correct score, exact score prop, 2-0. The one I missed betting when I said 4-1 Dallas. Uh, earlier this week against Arizona, but great call uh, by Jimmy on that. And Alex, I'll let you talk about this one here as a Blackhawks fan. Um, Chicago, very solid, sturdy defensive effort, and Marc-Andre Fleury, terrific in net. Yeah, just a wonderful performance by him. His 69th shutout of his career, 500th career win, only the third goaltender in NHL history to do that. And uh, he said props to Jimmy. Man, if you hit, you know, a lot of these books want to uh, hype up these same-game parlays. If you had hit Hawks, and the under and the, you know, Florida get the, the shutout with a correct score two nothing. I have no idea what that would have cashed, but probably somewhere in the high five figures. So that uh, would have been nice to, uh, to have locked in. It would have been a great Christmas for everybody if you were uh, betting that one. But uh, just a, a fine game. And, and like I said, they're getting it done with defense. You know, this is, you know, it's been a long time since we say all oh, the Hawks win a game two nothing. You see a two nothing score involved with the Hawks. Chances are it's a loss because the offense didn't get rolling. But uh, but so that that's it's a nice change of pace to see. I still would like to see more offense, a little more consistency on the power play. But but if you're getting that great goaltending from Flurry, he like you said, he's at the top of his game. He gives you a chance to win every single night. He's between the pipes, so uh, you can't ask for more than that. All right, Anaheim, Columbus, Anaheim, a two-one shootout win. They keep winning. Columbus keeps losing, and that nice start for Columbus is kind of fallen off here the last few weeks they've definitely had their issues mostly defensively but last night now they play better defensively and now they couldn't score and couldn't beat uh john gibson in net so uh, that's the uh, frustration for columbus they've been really having a tough time in their own end they finally play better now they uh, defensively and then they can't score 
uh, and that's what happened against Anaheim. Uh, Nashville, 4-3 win over the Islanders. Let's give Andrew some credit. He was against uh, uh, all of us with Nashville saying, let's see the Islanders beat a good team first. Let's not get too excited that they beat the Ottawa Senators uh, to snap that losing streak. And sure enough, Nashville gets the uh, 4-3 win. But uh, disappointing because the Islanders, 3-2 leads in the third period with the Islanders. You usually feel pretty good about their ability to close it down, lock it down defensively with a lead. That did not happen last night. Uh, St. Louis, 6-2 over Detroit. Uh, the overcast Detroit did not. Very poor effort defensively from them. Not the greatest game from the goaltending either. Carolina, 2-1 against Calgary. We're kind of worried about Calgary off the uh, road trip. And they finally lose in a spot like that. Uh, first home game off a road trip as Carolina beats them 2-1 in overtime. Boston, could give them credit, gutting out a 3-2 win on the second of back-to-back on the road against Edmonton. Uh, great performance by Allmark. Timely goal scoring from the Bruins. And all of a sudden, you never would think, boy, Edmonton, what's wrong with their offense? That's what we're. That's where we're at right now, these last few games with the Oilers. They only scored one against L.A. They only scored one against Minnesota, held to just two goals last night. And one of them came on the power play. So five-on-five offense has done the old Mike Yo job. It's dried up lately for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So some concerns with all of a sudden the uh, talent. And look, uh, Dreisaitl gets one of the goals last night uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. In fact, gets both of them. And where's the second? Where's that third and fourth line offense? Where's anybody other than Dr- McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Hyman scoring for this team uh, right now? It's You're not seeing it uh, for Edmonton. So some concerns there about where that depth is uh, forward-wise for Edmonton at the moment. Winnipeg, a nice, clean, workmanlike a shutout win on the road against Seattle, 3-0 last night. Uh, very good performance by Hellebuck. Just a good, solid road win after not being thrilled with their performance, losing to Carolina the game before that. How about the Kings? 4-0 uh, over the Dallas Stars. No bounce back for the Stars. And, you know, yeah. streaky bunch. They had that great win streak. Now, all of a sudden, back-to-back losses for them, Vegas and L.A. If they lose the next game, Alex, time to start getting concerned again because we know this team – is capable of that big win streak. But remember, they were also struggling to find any sort of wins. Are they sort of going to show signs of going back in the other direction here? Well, two straight losses. We'll see if they can right the ship when they play San Jose uh, on Saturday night. And the final game last night on the slate, Minnesota 5-2. Just to con- They just continue to put up goals in bunches. This Minnesota Wild team, very happy to have cashed the uh, Minnesota team total over last night uh, as my best bet on the show. The game went over the total uh, as well. Uh, the Wild just continue to be an offensive machine. And uh, look, as long as they keep doling out these three and a halfs on the Minnesota team totals, hard to ignore betting overs. Uh, they've been getting to four goals or more routinely uh, of late. Uh, last night, it was Joel Erickson Eck uh, that got uh, things. Uh, Fiala scored Erickson Eck, Greenway on the power play. You know, it was a balanced effort from them uh, offensively last night uh, for the uh, Wild. Now, two of those goals, empty netters, but still, nevertheless, a five to two win for the uh, Minnesota Wild and playing great hockey. And like Alex said yesterday, they're starting to win on the road. They've got the offense that's gone with them on the road now. They've taken their goal scoring punch with them from XL Energy Center to their road games lately. So lots to like. And Terry Edelman in our chat is reveling in the Minnesota Wild being number one in the NHL right now uh, in the standings. Uh, certainly it's still tight there, but nevertheless, Minnesota full marks for playing like what they are right now, which is one of the best teams uh, in the NHL here as of December the 10th. Uh, Alex, any other thoughts from you on the uh, games we saw last night? Yeah, well, I mean, I said the Wild, they just keep on rolling. It was unfortunate they couldn't get that second goal in the first period to cash that over, but uh, they had plenty of chances throughout the game. Like they ended up winning at 5-2, to two, so 
Uh, kudos to them getting the job done out west, something they've done in the last couple of years. And I think that's really the mark of any team in the Central uh, going back to you know the regular standard setup. If you can win out west, we saw that with the Hawks in the early 2000s. We saw it with going back with the Wings in the 90s. You can win those games out west, those West Coast road trips. Those points really kind of help you float along uh, moving forward in that division. So that, that's really something to, to kind of keep a note of. Uh, that Calgary and, and Carolina game, I wish I had made that my best bet for that draw, that cash that at plus 300. That was really nice to kind of save the night for me because uh, I had a couple of other losers. Anaheim and Columbus, great start, 1-1. Like, it could have been 2-1 at the end of, 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 the, of that per- first period. Ends up being 2-1 for the final. Uh, so that's interesting. want to keep note for tomorrow, too. Anaheim ending that road trip. We've been talking about like teams at the end of road trips have not done well, especially West Coast going east. Uh, so possibly John Gibson going again in his hometown of Pittsburgh against the Penguins, who are playing tonight. So it might be a, a spot for an over potentially. So those are the things that 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 stuck out with me that circle for the evening. Yeah, those have been the two things with the the West Coast teams finishing a trip out east and the East Coast teams finishing a trip out west. They usually are not teams you want to bet on, and usually you want to look for sloppy play, higher scoring games, and you also look for the over. So uh, we will see if that's the case with Anaheim. You're right on Saturday. Before we get to Saturday, we have a Friday to get through. Uh, seven games. We'll start with the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, and the Washington Capitals. Uh, we've got Washington minus 140 to minus 145 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Really a lot to dissect here in this game because for Pittsburgh, this is the end of their road trip, which is a weird one because it started out west. Uh, they played those slew of games on the uh, west coast. Uh, the Penguins on the on this road trip, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, uh, and Seattle. Uh, and now they're back all the way to the east. Now they have had three days off since the game against Seattle. Uh, that's significant. That's a positive for the Pittsburgh Penguins for sure. But they have this one stop over in Washington, and then they're back home tomorrow night hosting uh, the Anaheim Ducks. How fresh are they going to be? You know, given that situation, that remains to be seen. Uh, they have won the last two games of that road trip against Vancouver. That's essentially the game that sent Travis Green out the door. Uh, and then the Seattle win six to one uh, as well uh, in the last two games. Washington, though, you know, back to back wins for them against Anaheim and Columbus. We'll see how they fare here in this game uh, against the uh, Penguins. It's always a great rivalry. You look at recent head to head form. Uh, the over is actually five and two in the last seven meetings in Washington, 10 and three overall. I'm going to gravitate to the over here at five and a half because that's the number we're getting. Uh, that's what I'm going to look for in this game. I actually lean. issues here with the Capitals. I mean, they put Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Nick Dowd, uh, Garnet Hathaway, among others, on COVID protocol. Uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov's banged up a little bit, although it looks like he's going to play, and that's significant for Washington because of just the role he plays on this team, centering the top line between Tom Wilson and Alex Ovechkin. It looks like Carl Hagelin for the uh, Capitals as well is going to play, uh, even though he's been battling an illness, and that's also significant because he's also a top six forward with Eller and Sheary right now on that second line for the Capitals. So it does look like they're going to have two of their more prominent forwards back. But the thing with the guys that are out, Van Riemsdyk, a defenseman, that's going to hurt you at the back end a little bit. Nick Dowd's a two-way forward. He's very good away from the puck. If he doesn't play and it doesn't look like he's going to, that kind of hurts you a little bit defensively. You got Pittsburgh at the tail end of this long road trip. 
which is usually a little bit of a bet against spot and a little bit of an over spot. So that's why I lean Washington here as well as the over. I'm just going to lean with Washington. I will make the over, though, five and a half, an official play here in this one with the Capitals and Penguins. Alex, ESPN Plus exclusive here, Washington-Pittsburgh. Yeah, and this is really a game they should have. This is why, I, 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 for the life of me, don't understand with that ESPN deal, why ESPN2 didn't get any games. This definitely should have been a, a cable game, in, in my opinion, but I digress. It's still going to be a fun one to watch on ESPN Plus, and obviously, like I said, this is always a great rivalry, Ovechkin and, and Crosby. Washington and Pittsburgh, two teams just don't like each other flat out. And uh, two teams that I thought would be kind of trending downward this year, they're actually, you know, playing, uh, you know, well, especially Washington, playing really good hockey. The over, like you said, has been the narrative of the of this, you know, matchup for quite a while now. It's 13 games, 10 of them going over. But we got two really good goalies right now in Sansonov and Jari. I might look at the first period over, which I, I played that already, minus $1.25. I might try to look in cash, especially if we see that be a 1-1 game and it's really tight. I might jump in and grab a live under at 6.5 or, or, or 6 because I feel like things could really steady down. And these two goalies, like I said, have been playing well. They you know, know these teams and know the tendencies. I don't think it's going to be that just crazy back-and-forth pace unless it jumps out like that early. But I think we might see some scoring, and then we could see that kind of taper down and make adjustments in the second period. So that's something I'll have circled. But I already played the first period over 1.5 minus $1.25. All right, first period over for Alex. And, uh, yeah, of course, the big injury uh, for Pittsburgh is Jake Gensel. Uh, poor guy. He's had so many different injuries uh, in the last couple of seasons, upper body injury, and there's no estimated time frame for his return. And that's unfortunate for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, and it's definitely going to shake things up in terms of their top six. Looks like Mike Sullivan's going to go with Crosby in between Kapanen and Evan Rodriguez tonight uh, on the uh, top line. Uh, Carter with Zucker and Heinen. Uh, on the uh, second line. So uh, it definitely, uh, you know, you're going to have to have other guys step up here uh, offensively for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins as obviously the loss of Gensel is significant here. Uh, and it does look like from a Washington standpoint that we are going to see, as I mentioned, Hagelin and Kuznetsov. Uh, those were the two guys that we were concerned about, but looks like both of them going to play tonight. Uh, New York Rangers and Buffalo Sabres. We've got the uh, Rangers minus 185 uh, road favorites, six the total uh, in this one. Uh, definitely you would think a bounce back situation for the Rangers. I always like these kind of spots. You get a really good team and a team and look, Rangers have been playing very good hockey. You get them off a game that they weren't too thrilled about, uh, like Colorado the other night, seven to three, although tough spot for the young kid, right? Adam Huska, uh, got the start in net for the uh, Rangers there. Uh, and I think it's a situation where, uh, you know, the tough spot against one of the hottest scoring best offensive teams in the NHL and they absolutely lit them up for seven goals. Uh, the Rangers and the, and Gerard Gallant talking about cleaning up the mistakes, being better defensively. And even if they're just a little bit better defensively, they're probably capable of winning this game and shutting down the Sabres who have just scored two goals in their last two games. They got shut out by Anaheim uh, two nothing uh, in their last game. Uh, so the Sabres again, offensively, they've had a tough time the last couple of games. Uh, you look at the series history here, the Rangers are, uh, have won uh, five of the last six head-to-head -head meetings against the Sabres uh, here in Buffalo. They're 10 and four, the New York Rangers in their last 14 visits uh, here uh, to uh, Western New York to take on the Sabres. Uh, you would expect, you know, sometimes, like I always say, if you're going to beat the bad teams, you want to see if that superior team is focused. And I think they should be here. Like they go home on Sunday to play Nashville, the New York Rangers. It's not a back-to-back. -back. It's not a look ahead. They're off a game that didn't, sit well with them the loss to a Colorado the other night this is a spot where you just expect 
the Rangers to bounce back off a loss. They've been pretty good at that to take care of business here as the uh, superior squad in a matchup like this. So for me, it's going to be New York Rangers minus 120 uh, in regulation in this one. Not going to overcomplicate it, overthink it. I think the Rangers get it done, and we'll take them in regulation at the better price, minus 120. Alex, Rangers, and Sabres. Yeah, we're still waiting for them to ring that bell for uh, Mr. Aaron Dell to be in that. That's not going to be the case tonight. It seems like he is still the backup, though, because Malcolm Subban apparently suffered an injury after that one horrific start he had. So uh, they can't quite find another goalie uh, up there in Buffalo. But Uka Pekalukunen will start. And, I, you know, like, I think this kid's got a, a, a high ceiling. He's going to have a bright future at some point. He's got great size. He's got to work on controlling his rebounds. He's still 22. But uh, at, at, in this spot, the only way I can look would be Rangers and regulation as well. That's a cheap price, I think, laying $1.20. Uh, that could really easily be $1.40. And I wouldn't be shocked if it does keep climbing the closer we get the puck drop. So grab that now rather than later. I'll go blue shirts, minus $1.20, get it done within 60 minutes. Yeah, exactly. It seems like the right way to go here in this one. Uh, Rangers had uh, to bounce back after the Colorado lost. Yes, Uko Pekalukanen confirmed in net. Uh, Georgiev should be the guy in net for the uh, Rangers. And, you know, to be honest with you, he's played in, in short sample size since Shesterkin got injured. He's played better than I thought, uh, Alexander Georgiev. And look, he's playing Buffalo here. So it's a chance for him to, you know, get settled in, have a good solid game, help your team to victory. Would a, would a Huska versus Dell matchup be lined at seven and a half for the total? <laughs> like that that seems oh you're muted yeah i think it, it should it, it it won't i it, I definitely will say that it won't be that high but you think maybe it should be with those yeah. two guys uh i mean dell can't stop much of anything i mean that, that would season. probably be the first like of all the sevens we've seen in the last few years they were all plus money to the over that would probably be a seven where you'd have to lay like 15 yeah like that's which is crazy but <laughs> Yeah, Gurgamp's not bad. He's no. just maddeningly inconsistent at times. Mm-hmm. And he'll have some bad games. He'll have some good games, though. And uh, hopefully this is a good game for him tonight. Certainly a, an opponent that you think he can handle here uh, in terms of the offensive uh, side of things. So, uh, yeah, Rangers in regulation for both uh, Alex uh, and I in this game. All right, Nashville, New Jersey. Uh, by the way, it's been an under-series history, which is why I'm not betting another Buffalo over. Uh, there's actually been more unders than overs. And I think each of the last four meetings have been exactly five goals between yeah. the Rangers and the Sabres. So no over for me in this game. Uh, Nashville and New Jersey. Uh, we've got even money here, both sides. Uh, six the total, uh, shaded to the under here in this game. Nashville is going to – I'm at the point now with Nashville, Alex, where unless I have a damn good reason to bet a side in their game, I'm going to stay off their games. They're just very, very tough to read, tough to gauge. Once in a while, I bet on them. They don't get it done for me. And then the time you bet against them, look what they do last night. They erase a 3-2 third-period deficit against the uh, Islanders, uh, and they end up winning 4-3 uh, in that game. I will say this, though. I am interested in the over in this game a little bit at 6. I mean, look at Nashville all of a sudden. 7-1 and one in their last eight games to the over. In terms of back-to-back situation, uh, over is 5-0-1 in the last six on the second of a back-to-back for the Predators uh, going into this game. now. I would have liked the over more if they had flip-flopped the goalies. They had Riddick tonight instead of last night. So you know you're going to see probably UC Saros uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators uh, in goal tonight. We'll uh, see for that. But uh, nevertheless, you know, Nashville's been trending over, although we may not, I should say, see Saros because he's still dealing with the illness that's keep it, that kept him out last night. And we don't know if he will be available just yet for tonight. So there is a potential it's Riddick on a back-to-back, or it could be the youngster, Connor Ingram, for the uh, Nashville Predators tonight. So. 
keep an eye on that. But regardless, I mean, Nashville's suddenly trending over. Why is that? Tolvanen's been scoring. Duchesne's had a little bit of a bounce back offensive season. Uh, Ryan Johansson has even shown signs of life offensively lately uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators. And you look at them from a goal scoring standpoint, Alex, four against Montreal, five against Detroit, four against what we think of as a team that wants to play good, structured, sound defense. And Nashville puts up four still uh, against the Islanders uh, last night. So team trending over. We know we don't really trust jerseys defensively from one game to the next. I know they shut out Philadelphia, but is that saying a whole lot? We weren't that surprised that uh, in a game after they gave up seven to Colorado, they'd try to dumb it down Philadelphia to, at the expense of their offense. And that's yep. exactly what happened in the loss to the Devils. So uh, the over is definitely something I'll be looking to bet, maybe just a small bet, but nevertheless, ride the Nashville trends to the over, and New Jersey certainly still has their suspect ways offensively, and series history has trended that way as well over the total, four and one in the last five meetings. So Predators, Devils, over is the way I would go here. Alex, your thoughts on Nashville, New Jersey? Yeah, I, I wouldn't talk anybody out of that. I like the side here with the Devils. This is an interesting quote from Nico Heeshier. He was speaking with uh, beat reporter Amanda Stein. He says, we got our asses kicked in the last game against Nashville. But he says, we're in our barn now. He says, Nashville wants to go into their locker room. He says, he wants Nashville to go into their locker room and be like, wow, that's a different team we're facing out there compared to the last meeting. So you don't get those quotes that often for two teams that are in different conferences and really have no kind of, uh, you know, any, any ill will toward each other uh standings wise or, or history wise so they're just you know saying hey you know we're at home it's a friday night let's take care of business against a team we know we can beat we didn't show up last time let's 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 make good on it so uh at a dollar 10 here i'm gonna roll with new jersey all right definitely a scheduling edge for them as well back to back for nashville uh, new jersey played on wednesday against philly so there's definitely a little bit of a situational advantage scheduling advantage for uh, them going into this game tonight of course we haven't seen a whole lot uh, of uh, Connor Ingram this year. He had the one, he had actually had a pretty solid start against Minnesota and his one start in the second start against Edmonton. Not so good. Four goals allowed uh, in that game. 3.03 goals against 906 save percentage. So if it is Ingram tonight, uh, they're decent numbers. They're not great by any stretch of the imagination. So uh, Alex liking the Devils here, and I'm going to look toward over the total in this game. All right, Detroit, Colorado. We've got Colorado minus 360 home favorites, six and a half the total. Uh, in this game. And I'm not surprised now that we're starting to see Colorado lined around six and a half. I mean, to say that this uh, offense is feeling it right now would be a massive understatement. I mean, the avalanche are just lighting the lamp ad nauseum uh, this stretch of play for them. I'll, I'll just rhyme off their last 10 games. They're seven and three during this span. I'll rhyme off how the goals that they have scored here, seven, seven, five. They had the one game against Dallas where they were held the one goal and then after that, they scored six, eight, four, six, seven, and seven. So it has been an impressive display offensively for the uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, during this span. You know what I'm going to look at here from a goal scoring prop standpoint. We cashed the other night uh, against Philadelphia, uh, as well as the Rangers. Uh, I don't know about the Philly game, but the Ranger game is the one we cashed a goal score prop with this guy. You can look at McKinnon, you can look at Rantanen, you can look at Landeskog. I wouldn't talk anybody out of that, but I like to go to the bargain bin. I like to go for a little more bang for my buck and the plus price payout. And right now that's Alex Newhook for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. The rookie is playing well. He's getting more minutes. Uh, he's on a he's on a really good goal scoring surge right now uh, for the uh, Avalanche going into this game. And keep in mind, Nas Kadri uh, is out tonight for the uh, Avalanche. So even more of an opportunity, I think, for a, a player 
uh, like Alex Newhook uh, to be able to uh, step up into the lineup uh, and be able to uh, find the back of the net. He's now on a three-game goal streak. He's had seven shots on goal uh, in those three games combined, scoring against Ottawa, Philly, and the Rangers. Uh, and again, you're getting Newhook at a better price than a lot of the other Colorado forwards, and he's been every bit the impact player uh, offensively as some of those others. You can get plus 275 right now tonight on Alex Newhook. So I'm definitely interested in that against a Detroit team that's in a really tough spot. It doesn't get much tougher in, in the NHL, Alex, than the back-to-back when you got to play in the thin air and high altitude of Denver on the second night of those back-to-back -back games. And that's exactly what we've got here for the Detroit Red Wings uh, following up a 6-2 to two loss last night uh, to the uh, St. Louis Blues. Detroit now has gone over the total in four straight. Some of those overs because they've scored. Last night it was because they gave up six to St. Louis. Probably doesn't bode well for them in their defense here tonight against Colorado. They're 0-6 against Colorado in the last six meetings. Lost four straight here in Colorado. And here's more over trends that point toward high scoring here. I mean, 6-0 and to the over for Detroit on the second night of back-to-back -back games uh, in their last six. 3-1-1 and to the over in the last five here in Denver. So, yeah, it's 6.5, but I'll have a small bet here uh, over the total. And I was going to actually like the Colorado team total even more. But then I was stunned to see four and a half. We don't see four and a half team totals very often. And I got, look, for all of us here on this show, we criticize odds makers for being slow to react. You got to give them some props for a change when they actually do react properly. And that's the right number for Colorado right now. It's the right number to have four and a half based on the goals they're scoring, based on the situation for Detroit. Uh, you know, just gave up six last night to St. Louis, and now they're playing back-to-back -back on the road here uh, in Colorado. So props to them. Uh, I'm not going to bet the four and a half, but uh, a three and a half, I absolutely would have. But props to them for adjusting upward on this Colorado team total because it's probably the right thing to do. Alex, what do you think here, Red Wings and Avs? Yeah, you make a great point about that. I'm looking at this game and I look at these numbers, and there's nothing that I really like of value because it's just juicing everything to the gills with uh, with this Colorado team, but especially moving that number to like set the four and a half. I would I would still be more inclined to play that than six and a half because okay, we can get a five nothing win here from from Colorado that that kills that that six and a half, but you get your uh, plus price cash with the four and a half. So I'm going to stay away from this game. I might look to jump in live, you know, maybe Detroit plays with a little pace early and then we can get some spots, you know, some next to goal score props for Colorado. Colorado should win this game uh, quite handily as the numbers would indicate, but I don't know what in what methodology they're going to use. Are they going to just blow, blow them out the water like they did with the Rangers the other night, or are they going to kind of play it slow and maybe this ends up being a three, nothing four one kind of game. Yeah, this is a good night maybe for some of those Avs props. Logan O'Connor, put him on my uh, prop sheet as well tonight. Plus 300, scored twice against the Rangers uh, on Wednesday night. And he's someone we've talked about. His, uh, his shot's on goal. He's shooting the puck constantly. At some point, the puck is going to start going in the net for Logan O'Connor. It's starting to happen now for him with Colorado. So there's another goal scorer prop to uh, consider uh, in this game tonight between the Red Wings and the Avs. All right, Florida, Arizona. Uh, next game on the slate here, we've got Florida, minus 300, road favorites, another huge favorite here, six the total uh, in this one uh, between the Panthers and the Coyotes. Uh, Florida coming off an overtime loss against uh, St. Louis, 4-3 uh, to three the other night, uh, and of course they beat St. Louis before that at home in a shootout. So back-to-back -back games that went beyond regulation uh, for the Panthers uh, against St. Louis. Uh, Arizona now has lost three in a row since that 
game that pretty much Corel Vamelka stole against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they've lost three games since then, 5-2 to Minnesota, 7-1 to Vegas, 4-1 to Dallas. Um, you look at Florida here. I'm not going to overcomplicate this. For me, Florida, I'm going to go team total. Uh, over three and a half here with the Panthers. You got to lay some juice here. This could have been four and a half, to be honest with you, but it's three and a half at minus 145. Um, I don't want to trust Arizona to score for me. That's always the concern when I'm like, uh, I, I lean to the full game over, but you look at Arizona, Alex, one, two, one, one. That's their goal scoring output uh, in the last four games. And for that reason, you know, I can't always bank on Arizona helping me out with a full game over every single night. I would just rather rely on Florida to do the bulk of the scoring, bulk of the offensive load for me tonight in this game. And a bounce back spot, too, for Florida after losing uh, the other night against the uh, St. Louis Blues uh, in that game. Now, they do have Colorado on deck Sunday. So the one concern is, you know, you got one eye looking forward to a big uh, interconference matchup, if you will. Uh, on Sunday night against the Red Hot Avs, uh, perhaps. But you look at it, this is just such a weak Arizona team. Florida has been, for the most part, very reliable uh, off losses uh, this year, for the most part. And I think I'm going to look toward counting on them here. And again, we're not asking them to win the game or win by two goals or three goals. No money line, no regulation line, no puck line bet for me here. This is just score four goals. You should be able to do that because we've seen Arizona Definitely give up goals in bunches their last few. So Panthers team total for me over three and a half. Uh, Alex, Florida, Arizona. So here's one interesting thing that I've noticed, and I, I talked about this on another show with Florida, is that a lot of times they end up being down, giving up the first goal early in, in the period. So this might be a spot. It didn't cash in for me the other night when I tried this, but this might be one of the spots where I look to maybe take Arizona to score first, where you can get a plus price with that. And then you can go back live and you can play – you know, you feel if they're going to get a goal right back and get Florida to score next goal. You can also obviously get the the adjusted, uh, you know, total team total over with better with uh, Florida. And you can even go with Florida, if depending on how the pace goes, at a better adjusted price money line. That might take a two-goal lead for Arizona, which I don't think that's going to happen right off the bat. But my point is this is definitely a built for uh, in-game wagering kind of play. I don't like anything uh, as far as you know what the numbers are showing right now. I do think Florida takes care of business. Like I said, Arizona is starting to you know, regress back to their normal form, which is awful. So uh, that's the way I'm going to be attacking this one. You look at Florida, 3.8 goals per game this year, and you've got Arizona dead last in the NHL uh, at one point. It, I mean, it's pretty rough. I mean, you're looking at them at 1.76 goals per game this year, uh, the Arizona Coyotes. So, uh, again, 3.8, I think they got a chance. You know, four goals is what we need. Uh, that's why I'm going to go with the uh, team total here for the uh, Florida Panthers in this one and uh, see if they can get it done. Uh, against the uh, Coyotes. And then, of course, they got a big one, as I mentioned, with uh, Colorado. How good is that game going to be? I'm actually kind of disappointed I'm going to be at the Great Cup on Sunday night for that reason. I'm not going to get to see Florida, Colorado, but I'll see the highlights. I won't be that upset. I'm going to have a <laughs> blast at the Great Cup. That's a right. once-in-a-lifetime thrill, and my team's in it. Yeah, uh, no, no, no reservations at all about missing Florida, Colorado for the Great Cup. That's for damn sure. All right. Uh, before we get to our last two games, we'll mention DraftKings Sportsbook, great partners with the Ice Guys and the Hockey Podcast Network, uh, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NHL. All you'll need to do to be a winner this weekend with DraftKings Sportsbook is one point to be scored in an NFL game. New customers who bet just $1 on any NFL team to score 
can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, we move on to Philadelphia and Vegas. The Vegas Golden Knights, minus 250 home favorites in this game. The total is six, uh, shaded to the over in this one. Uh, 0 for 2 in the Mike Yo era uh, with the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, at least as the interim coach. Uh, they uh, try to overcompensate, and they just uh, lose both games. They try to open it up against Colorado of all teams to decide let's open the game up and try to trade chances and, and move the puck quick and try to play with extra pace and tempo. Uh, and they end up getting run over, giving up seven goals in that game, even though they scored five, which was nice. That's an offensive onslaught for a flyer's perspective, five goals in that game, but did them no good giving up seven uh, at the other end in that loss to the avalanche. And then they decide, all right, got to look at our defensive play now after that loss. And now all of a sudden they, defense a little bit better but now they can't score against new jersey two nights ago and they end up getting shut out three nothing so yeah I, I, with these teams that are just in this ridiculous funk like the philadelphia flyers are they've now lost 10 in a row uh this would uh, it would be 11 if they lose this game tonight uh, they've been outscored by the way 47 18 been outscored they're minus 29 in the goal margin uh during this 10 game <laughs> losing streak so been brutal i mean we're just laughing our ass off here Alex. i know the flyer fan ain't laughing right now no uh, it has just been absolutely awful for them and now you got to play a vegas team that's about as healthy as they've been all year that is playing some really good hockey three straight wins against arizona calgary and a comeback win against dallas uh yeah it's a pass for me like i'm not betting the game it's just there's not a whole lot of value you can expunge here uh, from the uh, extract, I should say, from the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, the, the puck line is minus. You could maybe go with that, minus one and a half, plus 100. I guess I would lean that way. Puck line at even money here uh, in this game. Um, I'm going to stay off it, but obviously, for obvious reasons, I want no part of the Philadelphia Flyers right now. Alex, Flyers, and Golden Knights. Just, just imagine being on a six- or seven-game losing streak, and all of a sudden your team goes, you know who should coach this squad? Mike Yo. Like that—that's just hilarious to me. I feel bad for Flyers fans, I, I, honestly, because, uh, like I said, this is just going to continue to get worse and worse as they move along. So, uh, I'm going to go with Vegas first period puck line. You actually get a plus price there, uh, plus a dollar twenty, uh, laying the half a goal. Vegas should be able to take care of business right off the bat and just kind of coast. Probably get a four-one win. We might see two goals early, but I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable enough to laying a dollar thirty-five with the first period over. Uh, I've gotten burned with some Vegas first period overs at the late. So we'll just go with the first period puck line plus a dollar twenty. Uh like I said, I can't imagine much fight, especially if they try to like I said, they're in this, you know, they're like a seesaw. They want to try to play with pace, but then they want to do it against the fastest team in the league. Then they want to try to dumb it down and play slow. Then they do it against a team that couldn't care about scoring a bunch of goals with New Jersey. They they can't figure it out. It's like they can't figure out they have no idea who their opponents are night tonight. So it's just it's insane. That you can't do anything with Philly other than fade them. 
uh, in some form or fashion. So we're doing that with Vegas first period puck line. Yeah, and Claude Giroux says we have no identity. Uh, he looked to- totally disheveled after the New Jersey he's game. He's right. Like, he's absolutely yeah, right. He's right. There's no identity. You're right. We try to be offensive against Colorado. We try to be defensive against New Jersey. And guess what? We lose both games. So our, we, we have no identity. We're going back and forth one game to the next. And I'm reading some of the stuff that uh, Yo is saying. He says, if we're sitting here and we're looking at the losses that are piling up and the streak that we're on right now and all the stuff that's happened, then we're really not looking at what's ahead of us. Yeah, but you're you're looking ahead and you're changing up the game plan one game to the next. It's run and gun one game and you know Katie bar the door hockey the next game. You know, did the, 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 the New Jersey Devils in the 90s deviate from neutral zone trap and left wing lock hockey? No. Why? Because that was their identity. That was their style. And they stuck to it every game. You just can't throw shit at the wall and say, I'm going to be uh, pushing the pace one game and I'm going to try to tighten it up down and uh, play a shutdown, lockdown hockey and ultra conservative the next. So it's, it's got nothing to do with the, you know, not looking at what's be, you, you just, you got to look at what's ahead. You're the coach, man. You're supposed to be looking at what's ahead. Stick to one style of play yeah. and stick to it for more than a game. If you lose, stick to it. Give your team a chance to get better playing that style that you want to play. Don't just go to a 360-degree turn to play a completely different way. That's not going to help things. You and me and every single person watching this right now, we all know of at least one, if not two coaches, who didn't get a fair shake in the NHL as a head coach. And this bozo has his third team now that he's running and just has no idea what he's doing. It's amazing. No, it is. It's uh, it's unfortunate here, and the Flyers uh, obviously tough times. And uh, now it's not going to get any easier playing. Obviously, the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. No question about that. Winnipeg, Vancouver, our final game on this Friday slate. Uh, we got the Vancouver Canucks minus one thirty-five to minus one forty home favorites. Five and a half the total in this one uh, across the board. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets second of back to back for them. Uh, they enter this game off a, a three nothing shutout win last night in Seattle. Uh, against the uh, Kraken. Very solid game from the entire team. Goaltender on out. Uh, pretty good performances all around for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. But now second night of back-to-back games, and now they're taking on what's a little bit of a resurgence here in Vancouver with the Canucks in two games following the uh, firing of Travis Green, uh, bringing Bruce Boudreaux on board. And boy, I mean, you talk about you can't start a coaching tenure with a team better not only do you win four nothing against LA, two one in a shootout against Boston, but look at the where's this defense come from for the Vancouver Canucks? They actually playing with some structure, playing sound in the defensive zone. It's been a while since we've said that. Um, now they did give up a power play goal to Boston, and we know their penalty kill has been a problem, but still they've only given up one power play goal and six times shorthanded uh, since the coaching change, which is still a big step in the right direction compared to how bad that penalty kill was uh, before. Uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, if they can keep it rolling here. You know, this is going to be tougher. Winnipeg, you know, is playing some good hockey, four and two in their last six games, but obviously it's not the greatest of scheduling spots whatsoever here for the Winnipeg Jets. And they have really played well against Vancouver. That is a concern. Uh, you know, look at the head to head matchups, seven and three uh, for Winnipeg, or six and four in the last 10 head to head meetings, eight and one in their last nine visits here out of Vancouver. So they have definitely had. Uh, their share of success, the uh, uh, Winnipeg Jets here in Vancouver uh, in recent games. But I'm inclined to just keep riding Vancouver uh, in this spot here. I mean, we take took them against L.A. We took them against Boston. We had the inkling that maybe this team had the chance, you know, to go on a little bit of a streak here. 
uh, following the coaching change. They've done that. Uh, it'll be Eric Comrie, by the way, uh, in net tonight for the Jets, which I expected after Hellebuck was in net last night. The numbers are actually not bad this year. 3-2, and 2.49 uh, goals against average, 9.13 save percentage. But I will say this, though. A lot of those better performances earlier in the year for Comrie, the last two not as sharp. He actually lost to Vancouver back on November 19th with Comrie in net. Three goals allowed, and then he gave up three against Minnesota uh, as well uh, in his last start. So it's been a little bit more of a drop-off, just a slight drop-off, but nevertheless, a little decline for Eric Comrie in his play. Uh, I'm going to ride Vancouver here, again, with Winnipeg on the second of back-to-back games. Not that they're not capable uh, of getting the job done, but you look on the uh, back-to-back this year, Winnipeg is only 1-2 and two, uh, on the second of back-to-back games this season, and they're 0-1 off a victory if they won the night before uh, in the previous game. So I'm going to go Vancouver here, minus 135 uh, in this one against Winnipeg, and I'm going to take the goal score prop that cashed for me again Wednesday night with the Vancouver Canucks. Bruce Boudreaux imploring him to shoot, and he has not only been shooting the last two games, he's been scoring back-to-back games with a goal for Brock Besser uh, since Bruce Boudreaux took over, and we're going to roll with him one more time tonight at around plus 200 to plus 225. Brock Besser, Vancouver Canucks, to score a goal tonight. Uh, Alex, uh, Jets and Canucks. This game feels kind of weird to me. Obviously, I understand the line move. You know, Vancouver's won two in a row with the coaching change. They've got some momentum building. You've got uh, Winnipeg coming in on the second night of back-to-back. Comrie in that instead of Hellebuck, so that explain that move. I'm not trying to lay a dollar forty with Vancouver right now. Okay. They've got two wins, but is this really gonna turn into a thing where they you know they're gonna start a hot run? I'll, I'll I'd rather see it uh without any money on that. So I'm actually gonna go with the draw here. I found that plus three twenty five. You can find it anywhere between three hundred to three twenty five. I think this could be one of those games where we kind of see pace kind of temper out a little bit. It could be a two two three three score after sixty minutes. So I'll take a shot here with the draw. All right, Alex, liking the draw here uh, between the uh, Jets and the Canucks, and you can uh, find that right now at around plus 300. And first period draw, which Chris Otto has just done uh, great work all season long, tracking everything, period totals for every team, goal in first 10 minutes, streaks. He's also listed streaks for you know dr- draws, for first period puck lines, for first period, second period, third period totals, uh, teams that are on a streak in those categories. Uh, Just terrific work at PSU Auto. If you're not following Chris there, you should be. Uh, Chris notes that we have nine straight first period draws in Vancouver Canuck games. So uh, make sure you keep an eye on that uh, going into uh, the uh, game tonight that this Vancouver team's played a lot of, you know, slower starts, especially now with Boudreaux. I could see the first period draw being an even better bet. They're trying to play a little bit better defensively. We've seen that in the back-to-back games since Bruce took over behind the bench against the Kings and the Bruins. Really, you know, gradually build as the game goes on, but make sure you're not giving up too much to the opponent early in the game. And as a result, you get the, a good chance of those games being tied uh, after the first period. So uh, definitely something to that with the Vancouver run in terms of first period draws heading into this game tonight as they host the uh, Winnipeg Jets. All right, great stuff with Alex B. Smith. We thought Jimmy was going to be along, but uh, maybe not the case. Again, he's been battling some health stuff this week, and we certainly hope for the best for uh, Jimmy. It's been a, a tough week from him there, but uh, he's our guy. We'll always have his back. Uh, and we uh, thank everybody for joining us, as always, here on the Ice Guys. Make sure you hit the like button. As of right now, we have 113 live viewers. We want that thumbs up and the like button to match the number of viewers we have on this show. Yes. You know, hit that like button. It definitely helps us out. Uh, we appreciate it. 
And more than anything, you should hit the like button because nobody does seven days a week NHL content and shows like with this uh, here on the Ice Guys. Every single game, uh, we got you covered right here uh, on the Ice Guys. So we appreciate all you guys tuning in. And a reminder, we're back Saturday and Sunday. Sunday's the Great Cup. We won't do a live show on Sunday, but we'll throw out a something pre-recorded. Or, and we'll also have maybe some plays posted on our Ice Guys Twitter on Sunday right, yeah. as well from all of us. But I'll make sure I throw out a brief. It might even just be, here, I like this, I like this, I like this, goodbye. It might even be something that short yeah. uh, on Sunday. But I'll make sure I have a video thing of some kind for you guys on Sunday with the uh, card. Uh, yeah, I was gonna, it'll be a great cup day for me. I was going to make that note, yeah, because of, of you and Andrew being at the great cup on, on Sunday. So if you aren't following us on Twitter, you know, the, the, the Ice Guys account, at the underscore Ice Guys, definitely follow that because we will have the full card posted up uh for whatever we have for sunday it'll be on there it'll be pinned and tagged so i'll make sure to have that up and ready for every, everybody by the morning because i don't know if there's an early game on sunday i have to look at the schedule uh tonight and see but yeah definitely i think it's definitely a situation where uh there's not many games on sunday the last i yeah five games on sunday so we'll yeah. be able to rattle off just a brief little pre-recorded pre-packaged video for you put it up on the youtube channel and the patreon page and off we go and we'll post our plays as well for sunday on the ice guys twitter account but we will be here live tomorrow yeah. uh, noon eastern uh, for the saturday card and it is a huge saturday card tomorrow looking forward to it uh, we have a grand total of 12 games on deck for saturday uh, in NHL action. So uh, we're definitely looking forward to that. We're looking forward to best bets too, and at least trying to cash some here on this Friday card. Uh, best bet time. Alex, what do you like for best bet? You know, I got the jersey sitting underneath my Christmas tree right now. Let's go with the Devils. Minus uh, ten is the best bet tonight. All right, New Jersey minus 110 uh, against Nashville. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Mine is going to be New York Rangers in regulation. Minus 120 uh, against Buffalo. I like the situation here. Rangers off the loss to Colorado. They'll clean it up defensively. Buffalo's offense has gone a little quiet the last two games. Two goals against uh, Carolina and Anaheim combined. Good bounce back situation. I know they're without Shesterkin still. And Georgiev can be a little... Touch and go in terms of his performance from in between the pipes, but I think this is a good spot for him to have a good game against a team that uh, sometimes, had, lately at least, has had trouble in the last couple games finding the back of the net. So bounce back spot for the superior team. New York Rangers in regulation, minus 120 uh, against Buffalo. Uh, that is going to be my best bet for this Friday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. We thank everybody for tuning in. Hit the like on YouTube. Hit the like button. Uh, if you uh, haven't done so already, a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the podcast whenever you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday to break down the massive Saturday NHL card right here on the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.